Welcome to Past Lives with Myra Raff. Each episode follows the journey of souls in multidimensional realities. Your soul is a reflection of who you are today. These lifetimes shape you and your earthly journeys. Thank you for subscribing and listening. For more information about past lives, please visit my website, soulsigns.net. Enjoy traveling through time and space. I am having a pinch me moment. A little over three years ago, I was introduced to an amazing spiritual community that teaches channeling and mediumship, all things spiritual. And I will never forget the moment I saw Wendy Gale channel Metatron. I was honestly in awe of this experience, and it brought me back to my childhood because my father was a full body channel as well, but very different. My father channeled spirits. He would channel loved ones from the other side. So I was very familiar with this exchange. But when I saw Wendy channel, not only did I feel the presence of this beautiful celestial being, but I knew I wanted to learn from him. And for me, it started with a private channeled reading with Metatron. And from there, it just sort of took off. I began private sessions with him. And I will say that from day one, you are channeling. From day one, you are connected with one of your guides and you're channeling. Is it easy? No, (laughs) but let's just say it takes practice, trust, and commitment. And three years into this, I am still learning. I am still connecting. But I can actually look back and say, I'm not the same person. So as I learned from Metatron, he began to challenge me as great teachers should. So when I had this thought to invite Wendy and Metatron to the show. Honestly, I don't even know where that came from, but I believe it was my guides also um, giving me the the nudge and the encouragement to to do that. But I was literally talking myself out of it. I was like, there's no way, there's just no way that they would agree to come on the show. Um, Then a mutual friend from the channeling community, she encouraged me to reach out to Wendy and just ask. She says, the worst they can say is no, right? So I said, you're right. I'm going to go ahead and do that. So I wrote to Wendy and I asked her if her and Metatron would come onto the show because I had questions. Who doesn't have questions, right? A few days later, Wendy replied and said that Metatron would love to come on the show. So we planned a little meeting. And Metatron asked me in this meeting, what do you want to know? I told him I had so many questions, even about the work that I do. I don't have all the answers. I just know that I guide people, I hold space, and I have learned from them. But 
I still have questions. And I know that you have questions too. So I invite my listeners to please reach out to me, email me. You can always reach me through my website, soulsigns.net. What questions do you have? Now keep in mind, when you're asking this question, you are asking an angel your question. I do want to keep the questions um, in a certain vibration if you get my drift. So he's likely, he's got an answer for everything. Metatron has agreed to working with me and um, I think recording as many segments are needed to satisfy these questions. So please, please reach out to me. I have pages of questions that I want to ask. Um, but I did a YouTube live recently and wrote down several questions that my followers there had. So stay tuned for more and get ready to be amazed. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I am Myra with Past Lives with Myra Rath, and I am doing a very special segment today with one of my lovely teachers that I've been working with over over three years now, Wendy Gale with Metatron's Mystical Muse. Um, I can't tell you how much you have helped me over the years, you and Metatron, but I would love to, wh what we're going to be doing today is you're going to be channeling for us today. Yes, 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 yes. I am. So welcome, Wendy. <laughs> Thank you, Myra. Uh, today is going to be so great. And I couldn't believe that Metatron agreed <laughs> to do the show. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wendy, tell us about Metatron's Mystical Muse. All right. Metatron's Mystical Muse is actually pretty new. I had uh, created a different uh, platform about 15 years ago and was recently asked to to shift and change and and grow and so this summer metatron's mystical muse was born and it really is a platform for people to come together and find their tribe come together and get support and of course i'll be you know sharing my processes and the things that i'm experiencing through the whole thing as well eventually there's going to be classes and and free events all kinds of juicy things coming up but it's really a it's been a labor of love this summer because i am not technical i really don't know how to create <laughs> things like this yeah. and spirit has stepped right in and metatron has rolled up his sleeves and has made it effortless so i'm really in a place of gratitude and really excited for the possibilities of the future yes yes thank you can you explain channeling what kind of channel you are mm -hmm. let's start with that okay well i I span the gamut of all types of channeling, right? But when I'm working, I am a full body, unconscious trans channel. And what that means is that my, my conscious awareness moves to somewhere else and I am not present 
in the exchange between myself and, and someone else. And Metatron is really his consciousness and energy is in my physical body. So he's really using my faculties to, to bring messages and to connect with people. There's the other the other types of channeling are conscious trance channeling, where you can sit and connect with guidance and you're aware of them speaking to you and through you, but you're still very present. And then there's what we call awake and aware, which is the place where you're constantly channeling because we're, you know, technically we're all channels, yes. right, Myra? Yes, yeah. I do that all the time in my sessions. And I can tell, you know, I catch myself. It's like, that's not me. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That Always was wise. Exciting. That was very wise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter how long you've been doing it. It, it is always exciting when, when you notice that it's happening. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. I'm so excited that we're going to be doing this because I have so many questions for Metatron. And um, I even have some questions from some of the followers. I was I did a YouTube live last night. And I'm like, what do you guys want to ask? And they came up with some pretty good questions, but I have pages of <laughs> questions. And, you know, the questions might not relate to one another. That's how they were written. Um, so I'm going to try to let it flow as natural as possible. I feel like Perhaps when I ask a question, it's going to lead to another question that's not even in my book. So I am really, really excited. Okay. Um, um, one of the things that I appreciate so much from um, working with you and Metatron was how it's, it's awakened my ability to channel and um, I don't remember if it was level one channeling or level two, but at some point, Metatron said to me, um, he brought up light language. And I had heard of it. And um, he was persistent. <laughs> he was persistent in getting me to do it. And I was so uncomfortable, so uncomfortable, not in a bad way, but just I didn't know what I was doing. Okay. And I just now looking back, I know Metatron knew that I was going to do it, that I could do it, and that I would be using light language to help to heal in, in my sessions. And so I can't tell you how much I appreciate the, that dormant ability that was within me. And um, I use it all the time, not just in my sessions. I use it on my dog and my plants. <laughs> and it is truly magical. It really is. Yes. Um, so can you talk a little bit about what is light language? Metatron calls light language the language of our soul it's the language that we use to communicate with source where when we are you know when we are in source and so it is a combination of symbols and sigils and vibration and light and so the way it comes through us is not only through sound, but 
but the vibration and the vibration of course creates the the symbols and the the sigils in the space wow. and so it sounds like gibberish much of the time mm -hmm. and it's hard to to get people to let go and experience initially because it does it feels like you're just making up some yes. silly silly language but when you become aligned to it what moves through is is healing and and it brings information even if the brain is not understanding that there's packets of information coming through so it's a really really beautiful and powerful tool it is i'm I'm about to ask you to um, bring Metatron in, but before we do that, who is Metatron? He's gained a lot of popularity lately, by the way. <laughs> well, I think uh, what I've noticed is that there's more and more people on the planet that are connecting with his energy. And the reason for that is that we're, we're in a transitional period in you know our evolution uh, evolution of humanity and he is instrumental in that so many people uh and and many thoughts many religions think of metatron in different ways to some he's enoch um who went to heaven in a flaming chariot to others he is and has always been an archangel the story he tells me is a little bit different and I'll share it with you mm. today. And I, I always ask people to use their discernment, right? Mm -hmm. So Metatron explained to me that when Source decided to have the experience of form, that Metatron was the first thing created. Wow. Because Metatron holds the sacred geometry of all things. And so Source then created everything through Metatron. He's clear that he wasn't the creator. He was the created, but he is the structure. He is the sacred geometry in everything. So all things that you see with form contain Metatron. Wow. That's incredible. And the moment you started explaining that, I just... I feel something behind me. I just feel, ooh, just vibey vibes. <laughs> Wonder who that could be, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I'm so excited to bring him in. And I've often said I, I have crushed on Metatron. I love his personality. He's so adorable and so loving. And I'm so excited to work with you and Metatron through these very special segments. So thank you and thank you, Metatron. So uh, let's go ahead and bring him in. Okay. And as I begin to bring his energy and his consciousness in, I want to remind people that when they're listening, they might feel his energy in their space. Mm -hmm. And when he's answering the questions today, Myra, you know, really reminding people that they're sovereign to use their own discernment in what they what they take to heart and what they let go. So I'm going to go ahead and also remind people that he kind of has a funny voice. Yes, he does. 
he has a funny voice, uses my voice differently. So um, have a good time. Thank you. I'll, I'll see you a little bit later. Thank you. Right, good day to you. Good day, Metatron. How excited are you today? <laughs> yeah. You know, we're, we're always pretty excited, right? But it is, it is wonderful to be with you today. It is wonderful to be with you. Can you tell me why I felt compelled to wear green today? Well, you know, sometimes people think that Metatron's vibrational color is green. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. All right. So welcome, Metatron. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So we just learned about who you are. Mm. Mm-hmm. One of one of the many things that I am. Yes. <laughs> I know Wendy just explained what, you know, who you are, but can you also, can you add to that or let's have you answer that. Well, you know, something that ultimately all will understand, right? That That is the God I am. You know the the that presence, and we sit at the right hand of God. We are connected at the hip, so to speak. Right. So when you are dealing with Metatron, Melchizedek, the Archangels, the Elohim, you are dealing with consciousness and energies that are directly connected to source in in such a way that they remember who and what they are and that's part of why we come here right is to remind all of you who and what you are right? mm -hmm. more than what sits in that chair we have uh, spoken this to you many times right yes yes you have you certainly have so i'm curious about it's interesting this question is coming up. It's not even in my my book of questions. But the relationship that you have with Wendy. Okay. Let's go back. How did you choose her? Did she choose you? How was that co-creation? How did you guys 
come together to work in this manner of channeling? Well, in this life, it it was a soul agreement. And that is uh, uh, a thing that most channels will understand that they have soul agreements, soul contracts with those that they're working with, right? Sacred contracts. But the relationship with Maelestra, which is our channel, right? Her 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 sacred name has okay. has been ongoing for for ever almost, right? And the one thing that uh, as you are evolving, you begin to learn that you are an aspect of that which you channel as much as that which you channel is an aspect of you. And so our channel and Metatron are two sides to the same coin, right? Mm-hmm. And that that has has been that has been we've known each other what you call time and time and time again yes you mentioned her soul name we all have i am myra but that's just in this physical body but i do have um another name right yes yes you do everyone yeah Everyone does, and everyone can access that that sacred name, that soul name, uh, by by doing a bit of a process, and and we encourage you to do so if that's something that that speaks to your heart. Yes, I think I had asked you, and you said, "Go get it, go get that name." <laughs> As well, my teacher would yeah. say, Myra, go and get that name. Um, and then I kind of forgot about doing it. So it, it's a gentle reminder for me to connect with my higher self. And um, Yes, indeed. Yes. Always. <laughs> Always. So a question from one of the YouTube followers that I have is, what is your job? What does Metatron do? Hmm. <laughs> other than than being everywhere all at the same time because there's nowhere else for any of us to be right there's no time and space but but we do hold uh, some positions so to speak right we are connected to sacred geometry as as you know we are also deeply involved in helping what is the collective consciousness evolve. And so when you think of collective consciousness, you think of it as just one big big thing, right? But within the collective consciousness, there's multiple thousands upon thousands of collective consciousness. There's a collective consciousness for everything. Right, there's a collective consciousness for everything, and it is Metatron's job to help you to look at your perceptions and shift your perceptions to begin to live the truth of who you are and what you are. Right, our job is to help you to find your wings, so to speak. Mm. But our job is to help you to awaken so that you, in turn, 
my adult brothers awaken as well. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the things that we do. Yes. When you say we, <laughs> who is we? Well, well, when we say we, uh, we think of, you know, <clears throat> Melestra and Metatron. We think of Melestra, Metatron, Melchizedek, Elijah. We, we become a collective as well, right? Okay. When you move to the level of Metatron, of Melchizedek, of those, there's no separation. <laughs> it all becomes one consciousness with a delineation of a name here and there right yes it's hard for the human perspective to to get that because there's no point of reference yet mm -hmm. but right. you will you will understand <laughs> okay will we promise you will understand <laughs> be patient right yes yes it's coming <laughs> okay Wonderful. So <clears throat> let me ask, what is an archangel? I call upon um, archangels almost daily in, in sessions. Um, tell me, and he, here's kind of the, the process that I actually do. When I call upon an archangel, for some reason, I repeat the name three times. I just feel they'll hear me better if I repeat it three times. Archangel Michael, Archangel Michael, Michael, Michael. I'm calling for your help, for your assistance. That's probably not necessary, but that is my process. <laughs> okay. So what is an archangel? All right. Let's start with that. All right. That's a, good, a really good question. Because angels are a race, race of beings, as humans are a race of beings. But the angels are, of course, celestial beings, mm -hmm. right? And within the hierarchy of those celestial beings, you know, each hierarchy has a different job. Mm -hmm. And so the archangels' jobs, uh, while they appear uh, to be special, right? Mm -hmm. Every yes. every job within the angelic realm is important. We, as archangels, give our time and attention everywhere. We we support all life. We step in to assist when what is density threatens to overcome light. We are the champions of humanity. We are here for you, uh, supporting your evolutionary process, your ascension, right? We are creators. The, the cosmos, the universe is there's so much there that you have no point of reference for, but we assist the creator mm -hmm. in whatever <clears throat> job we're given, much like you follow the, the whisperings of your guidance and do what spirit asks you to do, beloved one. We too follow 
the voice of God and do what we're asked to do. We are, like you, still evolving. Mm -hmm. It never stops. It never stops. No, it does not. So yeah. will you perhaps be an archangel one day? Mm -hmm. Who's to say? You may have uh, some angel DNA. You'll never know <laughs> what is possible, right, in your evolutionary process. So have archangels, have they had experiences on Earth as humans? Yeah. Well, hybrids. Hybrids. There, there are, you know, your, your lineages, your ancestral lines. Mm -hmm. Your ancestral lines, uh, they are all originated from what are called the 12 tribes hmm. and so the the lines the lineages began as a pure lineage and through the decades and the millennia those lineages have been intersected at different points by different cosmic energies so the the angels have come and intersected with a a lineage and a woman has had children and so that that dna that energy carries forward in the line galactic beings come and intersect with the lineages and and that is also woven into the line moving forward so yeah wow it, yeah it, it, it's a lot to love to take in it really is and i'm such a visual person it was like i need a powerpoint <laughs> i need a powerpoint uh demonstration but that's incredible hmm. yeah yeah are there both male and female archangels? We hold... Do they have a gender? No. <laughs> no, no gender. We, we are, you know, we have, we've been given names by humanity that are gender references, but really we have uh, embodied fully the masculine and the feminine Christ principles within. So we are that absolute neutrality, that balance between both. Right. What, How humanity, many? what humanity needs, if they need Michael to have a sword and, and to be the one who, you know, protects, then that that is what is so. If they need okay. Metatron, right, to come and create something new geometrically, then that is what is so. Right. Interesting. Okay. How many archangels are there? How many humans are there? Wow. <laughs> there, there are more than you can count. You think of the, wow. the five or the ten that you know of. of we are a race of beings and we exist throughout the cosmos. Yes. There's 
there's we have not taken a head count recently. <laughs> okay, yes. That's incredible. How do you call upon the archangels? And does it really matter if you call their name? Well, there are some individuals that have a deeper resonance with with some angels or archangels than, than others. They they have a heart connection. And so calling their name or saying, you know, hey, I I could use some assistance right now. Um, they're more likely to to feel the, the presence of that guidance. But anyone can call upon us at any time. And our promise to you is that whether you can feel us in your space or not, whether you know that we're there or not, if you call, we come. Yeah. Every single time. Every single time. Mm -hmm. I you call upon you a lot. <laughs> you can call us once or you can call us multiple times. Whatever mm -hmm. you, the human feel works for you. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. I didn't know that there were so many, but I have a question about wings. <laughs> why, why do they have wings? <laughs> when did that start? <laughs> well, for those in the past, uh, and, and again, truly, it is the wings are limited to the perspective of, of the human, right? And when uh, the angels would come to the planet and people would see their energy fields, their point of reference, they had no point of reference for what an angel was. And so they saw the energy field as, as wings, right? Okay. Because they could they could understand wings from birds and that type of thing so mm -hmm. uh they they gave us wings right yeah we don't we don't really have wings there's no need for wings but we often teach you how to connect with your wings because it's an energetic mm -hmm. it's energetics right yes yes okay you mentioned the celestial realm. Um, how, well, how many realms are there? Hmm. Hmm. There's uh, there's unlimited. There's no. It's infinite. There's infinite. right as 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 source as everything continues to evolve and to expand. You know, more realms are created all the time right now wow. you know when we say realms many people think dimensions and and many people are like well there's 12 dimensions but the truth of the matter is is that that is also unlimited unlimited the mm -hmm. human mind often thinks in uh absolutes mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and these questions are outside of the absolutes the answers are outside of the absolutes right mm -hmm. there are unlimited dimensions there are unlimited 
places, if you want to call them that. Wow. Planets, solar systems, you name it. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I want to do is also answer a lot of questions regarding the work that I do, right? There's even, I have questions. Um, I am just amazed at some of the information that comes through. Um, one of the things that I want to talk about is when we sleep, you know, we, we know that, and I know you've told me your soul leaves, you go, okay. You, you travel when you're sleeping. So where do I go? And I, you know, I know that you have said to me, you, um, you work with your guides and, but I'm really going to dig deeper here <laughs> and I want, I guess I'm looking for more specifics. Where so, do I go at night? Like you wanted to say that you go to Venus or you go to the moon. <laughs> Is this what you're looking for? What work am I doing in the astral plane while I sleep? All right. There's... Again, the answer is you're doing what it is that, that spirit is asking you to do, just like you do in your awakened life. But you are more effective in your spirit form because that aspect of you, that soul aspect, is not limited to the human thinking. Mm -hmm. And so to be asked to go and and assist some of the, the souls that are coming to the planet at this time to be birthed and to watch over them and to protect them as they're, as they're coming in, you know, uh, to, to go and be a protector of, of a populace that, that needs assistance, to, to go and create changes on a, on a planet or a star that, that needs to be, mm, uh, let, us, uh, let us call it terraformed, right? There's all of these places, all of these things, there's no limitation. And in that, in that sleep time, you are in your I am, your God I am presence always mm -hmm. in your sleep time it is remembered it's not always remembered in your awake time yeah i wish i remembered yeah <laughs> so if if there has been a trauma and spirit says all right you know male lestra myra go and bring healing Mm -hmm. go and support the whales and the dolphins go and create sanctuary upon venus go there's there's no limitation and it's kind of like that is really what you live for in the greater scheme of things that's incredible mm. okay is there is there such a thing as a newer soul? 
are there constantly new souls being created or can you explain that? How are souls created? <laughs> well, souls are created through source. Mm -hmm. And so uh, there are still new souls being created through source. Most of the new souls are coming to the planet in the form of the indigo and the crystalline, the very gifted that are coming in coming in and have been coming in over the past years right um these souls have been created to help humanity evolve to kind mm -hmm. of wake wake up what has been sleeping mm -hmm. and so and so those are while you might call them newer souls because they are more newly created there's really no distinction or differentiation between a soul that's you know it it's it's not it's not the same as as new and old here right okay it okay. is just it's just this was created now and then and it and it all works together right it's mm -hmm. so, no yeah no time no we don't i don't know a better way to explain that to you mm -hmm. right okay i've heard about how souls can split how a soul can actually split is that accurate and why does that happen <laughs> well split is not quite not quite because that that would uh, almost feel that it's not part of itself, right? That you've right. torn something apart. It is possible to have one soul living many experiences all at the same time. Mm -hmm. Because like Metatron, like Source, the soul is not limited in time and space so your soul myra can be having the experience of you here now and also be having a different experience across the cosmos in this same breath right and that is that is the you know the people thinking that the soul splits right mm -hmm. yes now that's separate from the higher self correct that's is are we talking about two separate things because i have all kinds of questions about the higher self as well all right so how do we explain to you that there is no separation between anything you delineate the soul, the higher self, the God I am. You make them different packages so that you can relate to them, that you can understand them better. The truth of the matter is, is it's all one thing, mm -hmm. right? All one movement, all one creation. Mm -hmm. And in your human existence and experience you're looking at them 
as separate and working with different aspects of yourself in a way to resolve the the, the separation, the duality, right? In this in this form here, it's all about that learning experience. So is your soul separate from your higher self? No. Is your higher self and your soul separate from your God I am? No. No. Can you explain how the higher self chooses the experience it wants to have? What does that process look like? All right. So your soul yeah. between lifetimes goes to the Akashic records, to your Akashic records. And it sits down and it looks at the experiences that it's had and sits down in what is called the place of planning and says, okay, what is this, what do I, what do I am still need to continue to evolve? And then the, the contracts, the decisions are created at that level within the Akashic records. And so when the soul is then born, the soul, the higher self begins to live out those contracts. That's where the experiences come from. There's not just one way, there's not just one path. There's the soul creates multiple possibilities mm -hmm. right so there's never never any lack of possibility upon upon this lifetime mm -hmm. so that is also all the realities that myra is experiencing it's not just oh. this one right now i'm sitting here having this conversation with metatron there is another myra doing something else right and sometimes when we are teaching those to channel, beloved one, uh, we will ask them to imagine that they are, that their guidance is on the other side of the universe, channeling them. Because you are no different than Metatron. Or Archangel Michael, you are divine consciousness. And so why would we not be speaking your wisdom across the cosmos? Right? Mm -hmm. Does that make some sense to you? Yes. Yes. Thank you. I'm going to go back to the place of planning <laughs> since you mentioned it. Who's there at the place of planning? with my higher self all right well it all depends who you call into your place of planning and usually your your team because every soul has a team when you come to this lifetime you have a team that are there to support you and to and to you know, bring the next step and guide you, right? And so usually the team 
travels together, you know, lifetime after lifetime. So your team shows up. And anyone else that the soul feels that they would like to connect with to help them to have different experiences in the next incarnation, mm -hmm. right? So if you're having an earth experience, you might call... Uh, you might call Gaia to be present. You might call, you, you know, uh, any any other of the energies that are connected to Earth to be present as you're creating your soul contracts. If your next incarnation was going to be uh, on Earth's major, then you would be calling in those galactic beings to come and work with you to create that next story mm -hmm. that the soul will live. All right? Hmm. So there's a lot there's a lot of it depends in this, we understand. But but again try to think outside of the the human box. I'm trying. <laughs> yes, indeed. It is difficult. <laughs> we understand that even our channel has a difficult time thinking outside of the human box. Yes, yes. Yes, I know. There's a lot of programming, a lot. Yes. Yes, indeed. Part I of watching. Go, yeah, I want to go back to the alternate Myras. And I, I feel like if I were to ask you this question, you're going to say, because the higher self wants to experience it all, right? But really, what is, how many versions of Myra are there? Are you going to say infinite? <laughs> no, we're going to say 12 at this point in time. Oh, there are, I have 12. There are 12. There are 12 uh, Myras having, having experiences at this time. There's three that are on the planet with you in different places at this time. And then the other nine are seated throughout the cosmos having the, the galactic experiences, the, the experiences of being a different type of uh, being. Okay? And the soul just takes in all of that information. Mm -hmm. Okay? Can other people have more? Yes. Can other people have less? Yes. But for you right now, it's 12. I have 12. Okay. Yeah. And you run into these aspects and you communicate with these aspects of you in your dreams. So some guy might show up in your dream. That's an aspect of you having experience someplace else it's not it's not that there's 12 myra females that look like you okay. across the cosmos there's there's different forms different different density different uh what will we call it evolutionary abilities right mm -hmm. many different experiences all at the same time mm-hmm Interesting. Okay. Let's see. So speaking on that, 
when I transition, when Myra, me, my physical body, when I transition, I do not cease to exist. Myra, like, you know, I, I feel, all right, I'm going to transition, but I still want to watch over my, my family, my kids, watch my grandkids grow up. So I know I don't cease to exist. But at what point do I evolve from that? Hmm. Do I? <laughs> Immediately. Mm -hmm. Immediately. But, but that does not mean when, when you drop the physical body, and you are in spirit, you can be within source, that's home, right? And you can still come and, and check in on your, your loved ones. You are no longer limited to being in one place or another. Okay. Right? Yeah. So you are, you are celebrated home. Mm-hmm. And you're also able to, if you so choose, to check in on your beloveds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're still evolving. It doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't you stop. will constantly evolve. It's impossible not to evolve. Mm -hmm. Nothing is static, beloved one. Yes. Okay. I know that when you and I spoke, um, before today, I, I think it was a few weeks ago. Uh, one of the things that we talked about was um, time. You know, mm. it's very difficult for humans to not measure time. We have calendars, we have clocks, we have time, yet we hear time is an illusion and all lifetimes are happening concurrently, simultaneously. Can you explain <laughs> the elementary version so that the listeners will understand about time. All right. So on the earth plane, time equals structure. Mm -hmm. Right? You have implemented a structure and labeled it time. Mm -hmm. And this has this, you know, has been going on on this planet since its inception. And every single species of, of beings that have lived here have marked time, right? But really what time is, is a structure. And within that structure, there are seasons, right? Mm -hmm. The season of, of spring, summer, fall, winter. There's the seasons of maiden, mother, crone. There are all of these different seasons that are held in what is the structure of time and it is how you have how you have created your reality right you've created your reality with that structure 
So you're constantly going, time to have dinner, time to go to work. Oops, I'm late, right? What would it be if you lived outside of the construct or the, the structure that you call time? Mm -hmm. I can't imagine it. No, you can't because in human form, it would be impossible. So the the structure of time was created specifically for the humans upon this planet. Mm -hmm. is, that, so, is that helpful yeah. to you, beloved? Yes, yes, okay. it is. Right. Um, so when when we are having these other experiences in different timelines how and why are they influencing us today mm. so uh have you ever been doing dishes and all of a sudden you see like a like a little movie playing in your head you're off climbing a mountain yeah, yeah. Or, yes yes or you're <laughs> off doing something right well that is uh, one of the other aspects of you and you're you're tapping into what is happening? Your everybody thinks that your imagination is is something different than what it truly is. But within your imagination, you continue to be in contact and connection with all aspects of Myra, mm -hmm. right? And so you will have those. Oh my gosh, what made me wow. That's interesting. Why did I think of that? Where did that come from? Well, another aspect of you is having an experience, right? And so there's there's you know, tells you'll receive those tells when there is that connection between those other those other aspects of you having experience. Does this answer your question? It does. <clears throat> it, it does. But what I want to know also is, you know, when I was growing up, there was really no such thing as anxiety, okay? Or what we call anxiety. Mm -hmm. People are having a physical response and they don't even know where it's coming from. Yes. Is, is some of that coming from these other realities that yeah can you explain how how it's affecting us physically in our bodies today right well there are uh people that begin to to struggle with what what you call bipolar right and then there are those that begin to experience psychoses schizophrenia those types of things yes. uh, the, the odd thing is is that they are really connected to those other aspects of themselves right wow. but here here it is considered a a, a defect or mm -hmm. or an illness mm -hmm. right and so the <clears throat> The anxiety, beloved one, 
and a lot of the diseases that are being uh, experienced upon this planet, even things like autism and, and things that were, uh, you know, 50 years ago, hardly yes. ever heard about, right? right? They were, and let's back it up a little bit. So someone is born, they have they have uh asperger's mm -hmm. right and so the scientific community goes oh we need to study this and in that moment asperger's begins to take on a different frequency and begins to grow until it becomes part of the collective consciousness. Wow. What you focus on becomes real. It magnifies, yes. It magnifies, it mm -hmm. becomes real. Your thoughts are creating. Mm -hmm. Always. So all of those things that started out as something that was perhaps what someone calls a, a one-off, right? Okay. They became a curiosity, and then that curiosity became a collective perception or a collective consciousness. That makes so much sense because so many people are talking about my anxiety, my anxiety, and it's almost, it's, it is, it's creative. I've told many people, stop owning it. Stop Absolutely. calling it mine. Right. And when, you know, I understand that you have symptoms and I'm not dismissing the symptoms, but when you call it my depression, my, yeah. my, my. You're saying Yes. You're saying, saying yes. yes. Yeah. So let us also say that the human was created much different than the human is using itself, if that makes sense to you. The hmm. human experience was you're like a radio tower. You you get the you get the reception. Say you receive a thought or a feeling. And instead of the observing it, feeling it, and releasing it, which is what you were created to do, you observe it, you feel it, you hang on to it, and you, you hold make it. Up a story. You make up a story. And so anxiety becomes your story. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Overweight becomes your story. Mm. depression becomes your story right and we're not we're not marginalizing these things but right. we want you to see how how the the flow of energy and the flow of information is is meant to just be received and, and move through but the human you know holds on to it and makes up all of these stories and of course all of these stories are the perceptions that metatron then comes in and says please look at this perception mm -hmm. is this the truth is this serving you if it's not then it goes in the cosmic trash can yes 
right? And allowing you to replace it with something else so that the collective conscious can begin to change. Okay, so what is your advice on replacing it with what? All right, so let's say that you have a perception that, uh, I don't know what kind of a perception, that, that you must have blue eyes, that everybody should have blue eyes. Blue eyes are the only kind of eyes to have, right? Okay. okay. And, it, and it becomes part of the collective consciousness. And when you go in and you look at story about blue eyes, right, you, you take a look at it and you tell yourself the truth. Is this the truth that blue eyes, you know, and you you find why you're telling yourself that story. You find the truth of it, and you're finally able to let it go. What you can replace it with is a much more open and inclusive perception that might look like all colors of eyes are from the divine or all colors of eyes are perfect whatever it is right you are replacing the old perception the limiting thought process with something that is much more inclusive and that's how you begin to shift what is the consciousness right Wow, this is, you know, this um, explanation, you know, about anxiety, depression, all of it, autism is, um, I think, really going to resonate with people. So, yeah, very interesting. And, and again, when you're in it, it's hard to see anything else. Anything else, else. that's right. It's difficult to see mm -hmm. anything else, mm -hmm. but sometimes when one can unplug themselves from the from the collective consciousness of what yeah depression is right if you can begin to replace your thought processes and find out the truth of what it is for you and not buy into the big picture of of what the collective has then then things can begin to shift and, and change right it feels real yes mm -hmm. story feels real right we are powerful creators are you are powerful creators <laughs> right you are powerful creators and Having the understanding that your thoughts, what you think about, where you place your awareness creates your reality, mm -hmm. then you can begin to create differently for yourself. Mm -hmm. Love that. Call upon us. We will help you to do this. This is part of why we're here, right? Yes. Help you to shift your perceptions, to heal body mind and spirit to understand that you're not broken that you are the divine perfection right here right now mm -hmm. more you. than who and what you think you are mm, thank you 
I think we will um, hit the pause button until right. we until we return. I would love to um, complete our um, Q and A today with a piece of advice that you have today for the collective. Hmm. There is a perception that many humans hold that they've got to fix the world. That the world is broken, that, that, that they've got to do all this to fix it and they don't know where to start. We will say to you that number one, everything is in divine order. There's nothing outside of the purview of source. And any changes that you are looking to see in the world, you've heard it a thousand times, the changes begin within you. Begin to find a way to love yourself, to know your worth, to find your passions. These things change you from the inside out and begins to change everything. Thank you. Easy, easier said than done, but we <laughs> ask you to please give it your best shot. Huh? <laughs> okay. Thank you, Metatron, for your time. It's been an honor. Indeed. We will go ahead and relinquish the body, and allow our channel to step forward. Thank you so much. It's been a mm. blessing to connect with you today. Thank you. Namaste. Namaste. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. I have a little bit of channeling head. Do you? <laughs> what does that feel like? Just feels floaty, a little mm -hmm. wonky. Sure. Yeah. It's like coming out of a trance. Yes. 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 Yeah. Well, that was really interesting. And I'm excited for you to hear the recording afterwards we got lots of things answered okay yeah i won't spoil it for you <laughs> i'll let you i'll let you uh... <laughs>